0: That's why it's so tricky to stay on top of this stuff, where you get these raises, there's all these different taxes that apply, you think that you have $10,000, but really you don't, and you spend $10,000, and and so you end up being behind us. This is Techie Personal Finance Bootcamp, where I help tech professionals in their 20s and 30s balance a great life today without sacrificing their future possibilities. I'm your host, Lucas Caceres, Certified Financial Planner and Founder of Level Up Financial Planning where I help educate, coach, and build strategies with my clients to help them take their financial confidence to the next level. Disclaimer alert. This information's for education, so don't just go use it. First consult with your financial advisor, because that's way more legit. That's it. That was Orlando Gomez, and you can catch him in Season 3, Episode 4, on How He Broke Into Tech by Writing a Jingle. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining me today. I'm excited to dive into what the tech is lifestyle creep. And so if you never heard of what lifestyle creep is, you probably heard of what inflation is, right? So inflation is just kind of the natural economic occurrence where the cost of things go up over time. Usually it's by small amounts. The last year and a half, the previous year and a half, it's gone up by tremendous amounts. It's actually coming back into range, getting closer to the the targeted 2 to 3% that the governments and economies would like to kind of see. And so lifestyle creep, though, how does that compare? Lifestyle creep is your own personal lifestyle inflation. So it's not inflation being forced on you. It's inflation that you're inflicting on, on yourself, which isn't always a bad thing, right? If you're working hard, if you're doing tremendous things, being rewarded for it through your pay, and you start to increase your lifestyle because of that, then perfectly fine. You just want to make sure you're aware, kind of where where those edges are, right? You don't want to overshoot it. You don't want to find yourself in a tough spot where it's like, hey, I got all, all this money, but where the heck is it going? And that's that's what people run into a lot of times with lifestyle creep, if you're not paying attention, if you don't really know what's going on there. So the reason why lifestyle creep can be such a pain in the butt is because it doesn't just impact your cash flow today. So that's your week to week, month to month. If you're living paycheck to paycheck, it, even though your income has been increasing the last few years, that's probably because of the lifestyle creep. So your your income goes up, you find ways to spend all that extra money that you've just earned. And so that's lifestyle creep that's impacting you on your day-to-day. The kind of other side of the thing, because it is a double-edged sword, is you're also hurting yourself in the future. So if you've increase your lifestyle expenses, and you're just used to living a certain way, used to spending a certain amount of money. Well, that's going to compound if I'm 36, I believe, if I didn't <laughs> do the math, right? I kind of lost track after I turned 30. But somewhere about 36 right now, if I were to live another 60 years, any of the, the purchases and habits and kind of spending that I do now, th- that's all going to be kind of compounded and grow over the next 60 years as well. So that's a whole heck of a lot of money. And so I'll have a couple of dollar amounts and examples I'll use a little bit later. And so why does it happen? I kind of already mentioned what typically is one of the influencers, which is just the income going up. So that's super common. So income goes up, you just feel like you could spend more money and you can and you probably should reward yourself a little bit you just kind of have to weigh everything that's going on. What's, what's your goals? What's kind of your ability to spend versus how much should you be saving for the long term? How much should you be saving for fun, cool stuff? Because I've seen people get crazy raises, their income goes up and they, they spend it on things that aren't as valuable. And they're always like, Oh, I wish we could go on vacation. I wish we could do these special things for our kids or for ourselves. But even though their income's gone up, they've never allocated any of that money to those stuff yet. They'll they'll buy multiple pairs of shoes, clothing. In my situation, so one thing that we just got back from a vacation, and the vacation was planned. We kind of pre-saved for it, which is all well and good. But we created a new habit or brought back an old habit that we used to have, and that's going to a Starbucks, getting coffee practically every day. And so that that's some lifestyle creep that we had as a result of going on vacation. And yeah, we were planning on spending all the money for that. We were planning on doing the coffee and all that. But when we got back, we weren't planning on keeping the good times rolling there. So that's a little bit of lifestyle creep that just happened naturally. And and yeah, I need to bring that in or just turn down some of the other spending that I'm doing personally or with family stuff elsewhere. So other ways it happens is the keeping up with the Joneses effect. And that's like, hey, there's. Your coworker or your friend or your brother or parents got this cool new thing and, oh, that's sweet. Well, I should get one for myself too. So that's another thing that happens is you just see other people getting these different things, upgrading their lifestyle and they're like, well, why Why can't I do that? I, I probably should do that. And then you, you buy things and, and sometimes they're valuable and sometimes you're just doing it because you think that they probably would add value. You don't you know, put too much thought into it. You have so much money coming in you're not going to miss the 10, 20, 50, hundreds of dollars sometimes that these expenses, they all add up. And if you're used to spending that money, what happens is you'll find another reason to spend that type of money the following week, the following month. And so these things do become habit, even though you might not be buying the same little trinket or piece of clothing, you just get used to spending those things. Mention clothing, that's one for shop therapy. A lot of times is when we're stressed, when we're down, when we're upset, it's very easy these days to just jump on Amazon or jump on any anything right now. There, there's, you can jump on Facebook and end up buying something somehow. So I know there's Instagram, there's TikTok. All these things are linked to portals where you can just quickly buy stuff now. And so it's very easy if you're not feeling good to push a button, say buy now and have it here in the next couple of days. So shop therapy is definitely something where people kind of find themselves leaning on that as a crutch to kind of navigate whatever they're dealing with at that particular time. In my family situation, our family has been growing. So I started my business when we had one child, very little. He was six months old when, when we launched Level Up. And now I have four children. And so as you can imagine, we we kind of made that decision. But yeah, we have Lifestyle Creep. We're not just supporting myself. It's not just me and my wife. It's me my wife, then a child, then another child, then another child, and then another child. And so these things do stack up and add up. And life, that's another just natural way that lifestyle creep occurs. We're getting them in sports activities because they're about that age. And so you want to be thinking about these things, planning for these different things, because as they, they start to, to have these different embedded expenses with those decisions, well, we need to make adjustments somewhere else, or we need to find ways to increase our income. And one of the earlier episodes for this season might've been the first episode for this season. I, I talked about, well, Hey, do you need to increase your income? Here's different ways and, and all that. So you can definitely check that out. If that's something you're running into. like, Hey, don't really want to change my lifestyle. <laughs> How can we think about ideas of increasing your income to absorb that? And then hopefully st- being able to start saving for the future as well. And yeah, one of one of the problems with the income going up is it's hard to do the mental math of what's going on. So if you get a ten thousand dollar raise and you're not keeping track of stuff and you don't realize how the taxes are, <laughs> are reflected and impacted there, so let's say let's say you're not in the uh, super high tax bracket, but let's say you're in the twenty four percent tax bracket. If you get a ten thousand dollar raise, you're uh, we'll say you live in a state too that doesn't have any taxes, so like Texas or Florida or something like that. So you get a ten thousand dollar raise that ends up becoming seven thousand six hundred dollars. Is true money that you actually receive after you pay taxes, and and that's not account for Social Security Medicare. So there's there's actually another seven percent that goes towards those things. So you, you actually have less than that. So that's why it's so tricky to stay on top of this stuff. Where you get these raises, there's all these different taxes that apply. You think that you have ten thousand dollars, but really you don't, and you spend ten thousand dollars and. And so you end up being behind. Things end up being a lot tighter than you thought because, hey, I got $10,000. I should be able to say yes to whatever pops up, whatever comes across my radar. Say yes to it. Like, we just got new money. (laughs) So, and and it's very easy to go over those amounts too. So maybe, maybe you are aware of the taxes. Another reason why we might go over and above that is because, you know what? You're not keeping track of the stuff you're saying yes to. You're like, oh, I got a raise, that means I can do more stuff. So as new stuff comes up, you just keep saying yes without seeing how it all adds up and counts towards that same $10,000. And and it can be any amount of money. Actually, the, the larger the sum, the harder it is to keep track, right? You get a $50,000 raise. Yeah, I, you probably adjust for taxes. There's probably like a few thousand in taxes, probably what you think. But yeah, you want to do the math. You want to find out what tax brackets you're in and how that's all going to be affected. So that is really one of the biggest problems I see is just, not actually staying on top of what that increase means to you. Financially, I mentioned a little bit as far as, well, it compounds and it doesn't just impact your cash flow today, but it impacts your cash flow and issues in the future because you create this new lifestyle and it's spending that you'll need once you stop earning money. And so I'll kind of just go through an example here. Let's say if you went from making $80,000 to making $120,000 and and this is kind of after tax. So, if if that happens in the short term, what happens is you you're used to spending an extra forty thousand dollars more, and if it ends up just kind of compounding how much you need in a monthly situation, so you're you're used to spending it, you end up spending all that additional money that you made, and then what happens if you get laid off? So we're in a tricky situation right now with the economy where. Yeah, lots of people are being laid off, and it's, a lot of times it's very big surprises. So if you don't have the emergency savings, or even if you did have an emergency savings, you're burning through money a lot faster than you were when you had a, a lower lifestyle. So if you were only living off of eighty thousand before, and now you're living off one hundred twenty thousand, well, you're spending about thirty percent more on than than you were just the, the previous years when you were living off that lower income. So. That's how it could really compress, and things could. Even though you should be way better off, right? You you were making more money, but if if you're not accounting for things, if you're spending all that new money, well, there's nothing there to lean on. There's no safety net for you, and you're actually gonna burn yourself into the ground a lot faster. You'll end up relying on credit cards with high interest, and and it just becomes such a, a huge thing to have to pull yourself out of. It once you do land that next position and start generating some income there, so. That's the short-term cash flow side of it with a real-life example. What if your income increased from $100,000 to 140000 and you ended up spending all of that money? Well, that's $40,000 a year. It's, it's, it's kind of a lot, right? And it's not just the problem with the short-term. If you're used to spending that every single year moving forward and you need that lifestyle and retirement in order to kind of live the same quality of life that you have now, the additional amount that you'll need in investments is going to be over 1.2 million dollars so just from that lifestyle increase it only seems like 40,000 which yes it's a lot but it doesn't seem like 1.2 million right and that's that's not even accounting for inflation if we account for inflation you'll probably actually need 2.5 million just to cover that 40,000 that's not to cover your lifestyle and living expenses before that. So those are additional funds that you need on top of what you would have needed for your normal spending before the, the pay increase and the inflation and the lifestyle creep. So a lifestyle creep can definitely hit you without you even noticing it because yeah, you're you're going to feel it a little bit in the short term on the month-to-month basis, but it's really sometimes the, the tail end of things when you no longer have the option to work. There is ageism from what I've seen from the clients I've worked with where, yeah, once you get in your 60s, it's harder to relocate, re- find a new position if you were to be laid off for any reason. So some crazy things to consider, not not the most fun thing to, to think about where like, yep, yeah, we got to be more diligent. We need to be more intentional with our money, but we can do stuff, right? We can control this a little bit better. So early early on, Get clear with what actually adds value to your life. So, if you know what is actually going to be valuable to you, maybe it's travel. You can pre-save for these things. So, if if travel is something that's super high on your list and you want to spend six thousand dollars a year on travel, well, that's easy math. We divide that by twelve, five hundred dollars a month. Put it into a savings account, and so when things come up, you've already pre-saved for it because you were pre-saving and setting that money in a different account. You probably weren't spending that money. It, what happens is we, we end up being spending in this where anything we see in our checking account, a lot of times most of us will actually spend all the way up to that limit until the next paycheck hits. So if we are sending that money outside of our, our view, putting it into a savings account and saving it in advance, then we know that the stuff in your checking is actually going to be free reign. And the problem is if you don't separate it, then you end up spending all the travel money. Travel comes up. I still want to travel <laughs> let's throw down the credit card we'll figure it out and so that's one kind of tip that I use with a lot of my clients especially for travel just because it it is a high value for a lot of people to get those experiences and it's very easy you're not typically traveling every month or every week so let's let's prorate this out start saving in advance if there are other things so maybe it's travel maybe it's something else that's important to you where you want to take time and make sure that you have resources to spend it on yourself for this particular thing that's going to add a ton of value. When you get those raises, set the money aside for those, right? Don't just be like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do with the money, but then say yes to every possible thing that pops up on your radar, saying, hey, I got a raise. I can say yes to this. You already know something that's important to you. So this is going to fill that slot and and everything else you can save and kind of make sure that as, as additional income rolls in, bonuses, stock options, pay increases that you're saving a portion of those and so speaking of savings the big thing i get all the time and, and it's always going to vary depending on well what work have you done already what resources do you have already and and how how well financially have you positioned yourself is how much should you save from these increases when you get a bonus when you get these pay increases when the stocks do start vesting how much should you save so a traditional mo. If you're already on track anyways, and you're going to have a normal retirement age of about sixty-five, if you're already on track, saving fifteen percent should be a safe number to kind of aim for. If you're not on track, if you know, like, yeah, I haven't, I haven't been doing anything. I, I was hoping I was going to catch up later on. Well, use these pay raises, the bonuses, the stock to to start catching up. Which means you probably need to save more than fifteen percent of those funds, and so. The, the nice thing is as those things do start occurring, and this actually happens quite frequently with a lot of my newer clients is, yeah, they're not on track, but they, they just landed some new role. They just started getting those stock options best where it's like, well, yeah, we can catch up really quick if we're saving a, a significant chunk of it. So that's one of the beauties of tech. That's one of the, the nice things about kind of investing in yourself, investing in your career and kind of taking those strategic choices to move up and in advance in your career is you could make up for a lot of lost time. I have people that have just been good from the get go. And when we look at stuff, it's like, yeah, like you don't need to catch up, but we can actually create a lot of other cool opportunities too, as far as taking sabbaticals, retiring early, doing some fun tax strategy stuff. It's probably more fun for me than it is for my clients, but they're happy with the tax evens and the things we can do. When you have yourself in a position where you can kind of take advantage of that, do do spend, do reward yourself. And the best idea for this too is also to separate it. So similar to that vacation fund I mentioned, like, let's set aside like, Hey, this is the fun stuff now. And maybe it's 50% of the new money, or maybe it's a certain threshold that where, you know, like, Hey, this should be good. I shouldn't need to go too much crazier than this. Set that up to be automatic. That's going into your fund account. And so when things come up, it's no longer, hey, I got a raise. I should be able to afford this. It's, I got a raise. I've been setting this stuff aside. So I can just say yes when I want to say yes. And look at the account. Does the fund account say that? Yes, yes, there's actually funds there already. We're not kind of putting the cart before the horse. We know that things are lined up and you've already been doing the, the hard work of putting that money aside so that you could say yes and actually understand that is the money really there? Is it already taxed and, and all that? So those are going to be the biggest tips that I could offer to avoiding lifestyle, keep setting yourself up to kind of put yourself in the best position to be in control. That's something that's very important for me personally, and for my clients is to get clarity as far as what what's your situation, what's important to you, what's valuable to you. And then here's the actions we can take. Here's the things we can control and how we can put yourself in a position to be confident about anything that could kind of come down the pipe here in the future. So as as you can imagine, if if you're listening to this, your incomes is still entry level or you're living at the poverty level, yeah, you probably can't control your financial situation quite like I was mentioning. But most of my clients, most of the people listening to this and my podcast are in tech. And if you're not outside of that early career yet, you're gonna be there soon. So just don't don't go crazy, don't start racking up credit card debt before you've actually started making the, the real tech money, a, a lot of the money that might be here in the future, because I've seen people self-sabotage themselves where, again, they, they just waste multiple years of, well, eventually the money will come, I'll pay off the debt and, and I'll catch up. It's, it's a lot harder uh, than you realize when you're paying 20%, 30% on credit card balances and having to catch up, it's painful, It means if you're not going to make some smaller adjustments now, you're going to have to make big adjustments in the future. So making the decision now that even though you don't have quite the money to live the lifestyle that you want, find those small values that you can reward yourself with and then just be diligent and smart because the other stuff will come. You will grow into it in your career. You have lots of steps and milestones that you're going to be hitting, both career-wise and financially. And it's, as you do those, you'll actually feel more empowered, more control of like yes i actually I actually do have the money i'm not I'm not putting this stuff on credit card, I'm not burying myself in debt. You're gonna be able to do pretty much everything you want to do, a lot of the things that you probably could have ever dreamed of because of the money and future earning potential that you have, but one thing that will sabotage that is if you were just going gung ho right out the bank, like, hey, I got a new job i'm I'm buying a Tesla." Well, the Tesla might be more than your, your income and they might approve you for it, but that doesn't mean it's a good financial decision. And so year, year seven of your career or year 10 of your tech career, like that's when you're probably going to have excess stuff flying around, have so much money you don't know what to do with. But if you do things in the opposite order or are not patient, not smart with your planning, you're going to set yourself up for a tough, tough handful of years and it's painful to to dig yourself out of. So definitely just stay focused, find out what's important and valuable to you and and plan accordingly. So hope all this was helpful because there's enough stuff to be stressed out in the world. If you can control your financial situation and not put yourself from that situation, it's going to be so much easier to kind of navigate life when you're not stressed out about your financial stuff. So if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. If you're a client, definitely reach out. We We can talk through any of this if you're kind of need additional tips and, and help navigating your, your lifestyle creep that just kind of naturally occurs and there's nothing wrong with it. It's just we want to make sure that you're aware of what's going on and how that impacts you and how to make informed decisions so that you're in the most control as financially competent as you can be. Thanks, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Techie Personal Finance Bootcamp. You can find show notes by visiting levelupfinancialplanning.com and find in the podcast page. You'll also be able to find strategy guides, videos, and cheat sheets to help you take your financial confidence to the next level. If you feel this episode has added a ton of value for you, please rate and share this with friends and colleagues. Catch you next time on Techie Personal Finance Bootcamp.